Welcome to the Year Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny. Let me tell you something, family. I'm pumped up today. I got a word from God from you today. Let me tell you something. I want to let you know that I love you. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm on fire for God. God is all that I have. He's all that I need to know. Let me tell you something. God is at work in the earth realm. He's doing what he said he was going to do. Let me tell you something, family. I'm tired. That's the name of the message. I'm tired, but the promise is real. That's the title of the message. I'm tired, but the promise is real. Let me tell you something. Sometimes God will give you a promise. It has seemed like that it's not working. It has seemed like that it's not happening. But let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about a man in the Bible in the book of Joshua by the name of Caleb. Let me tell you something. This man had supernatural humongous faith. He believed God. Guess what? He waited on God for 45 years. And guess what? God shows up for him. Let me tell you something. That's a long time to wait on God. But guess what? There are many others in the Bible who had to do the same thing. They had to wait on the promise before the promise come to pass. I'm tired. But guess what? Daddy not tired. Daddy know the promise is real. All Danny got to do is trust in God because God is the promise maker. Understand this. I'm not the promise maker. God is the promise maker. The word came from God. This is why when we look in the book of Luke and we see that when the angel Gabriel, he appears and he tells Mary that she's going to have a baby. She receives it. We also understand that Zachariah couldn't receive it. When he was told that he was going to have a son, he had to be shut up for a season because guess what? He couldn't trust God and what God was going to do. Let me tell you something. If you get a word from God, let me tell you something. He's the promise maker, not you. It's all hinges on him. It doesn't hinges on anybody. It hinges on him because guess what? All heaven is watching to see what God says because if God says it, it's going to come to pass. Let me tell you something. Everyone in heaven knows that when God speaks, it's eternal. When God speaks, it's eternal. I want you to understand this, family. When God speaks a word, it's an eternal word. It's not something that can be taken away. God is not in the time. He's in eternity. So when he speaks, that word stays in eternity. If he said, I'm going to do this and do that, he's going to do it. Because he's an eternal God. You got to understand this, family. I got a word from you. Let me tell you something. I don't want you to be beat down. I don't want you to be perplexed. I don't want you to be stressed out. I want to let you know that God loves you. And he had us a plan and a destiny for your life. Because right now, there's somebody right now in this world who believe that God don't care about them. They believe that they've been forsaken and forgotten. Because guess what? Because they just don't know the truth. That's all right. Don't beat them down because they don't know the truth. Hey, let's get them in order. Because I'm going to get them in order today. Because I want them to know that the promise is real. I'm tired, but the promise is real. Let me tell you something. If you can say this with me, I'm tired, but the promise is real. Let me tell you something. I'm tired, but the promise is real. Let me tell you what I mean by that. That means that when God speaks, he speaks. When he speaks, he doesn't have to. He doesn't need a decision from someone else. When God said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Let me tell you something. You go to the book of Mark chapter three, you'll see that the word says that Jesus chose whomever he wanted. It didn't say Jesus chose who the angels told him, his best friend told him, says whom he wanted. In other words, so when he chose those 12 disciples, it was all his decision. Understand it. He didn't have to confer. Like say, in the United States, we have like a Senate. We have the House of Representatives. We got the judiciary. We got all these things that have to come together for something to go to pass. Guess what? But with God, he doesn't have that. He's the 
God of gods. In other words, what he says is what he says. He don't need an opinion. He don't need no one to say anything to him because he can bring it to pass because he's God. If you can trust God, let me tell you something, family, you're in for the greatest thrill ride of your life because he's just that good. He's just that almighty. He's just that magnificent. I'm just here to testify about it. I'm tired, but the promise is real. I'm tired, but the promise is real. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you can feel like, oh, man, where you at, God? You got me out here just searching for you. And guess what? You know what God doing? He got you in his arms. He's scaring you. So you, the reason why you can't see him, because guess what? You're resting in his arms. But let me tell you something. This is what Jesus says. Take my yoke. In other words, this is what you got to do, family. You got to take all these problems that we have. We got to take them to God. Let me tell you something, family. I want to tell you, be honest with you, because guess what? I got a little of this on my mind. I got a little of that on my mind. But guess what? I know that those things belong to God. Because guess what? I'm not God. I can't solve anything. Everything that's on the earth was created by God. In other words, we were created for his good pleasure. So guess what? At the end of the day, everything that I got going on, it's all God in the first place. I can't, man, what can I do? I can't do anything but trust in God. Let me tell you something, family. If you have the ability to trust in God, you will see great and powerful things happen. Understand this. God is at work. God is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Let me tell you something, family. I'm so pumped up. Let me tell you something, family. Our family is growing. We want to welcome the, the uh, country of Australia to the family. Australia, welcome to the family. We love you. You understand this? We in we in agreement. We ain't no podcast show. We a family. We ain't we ain't we ain't, we ain't nothing like anything else. We just loving on one another, and we praying for one another consistently on the, on a daily basis. Can you hear that? We praying for one another consistently on a daily basis. God, I'm asking God to bless y'all. I'm asking God to bless you right now. Do you know what that means, man? We in agreement. Don't tell me about. We are not. We are not out of unity. We in unity. We like one moving train, one cart after another cart. Let me tell you something. If we can put our confidence and if we can put our trust in God if we can leave it into God's hand God would bring anything to pass because he's just that good family I want to let you know I don't know who I'm talking to I don't know who this person is who feel that God has forgotten them that God doesn't care let me tell you something God cares guess what whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind I want to tell you some few testimonies before we get into the story about Caleb in the book of Joshua I'll be reading from the NIV chapter 14 let me tell you something I want you to know that God is God. God is God. Let me tell you something. It looked like I'm going to talk about Joseph first. I got to get his testimony so we can we can I'm going to set you up for the what we're going to be talking about. Here is Joseph. He's 17 years old. His brothers, they sell him into slavery. Now he's in Potter's house. Guess what? It seemed like this is the worst thing that can happen to him. He's far from his father, his mom. He's, everything is all messed up. And guess what? He's away from everybody and he's a slave. But guess what? But God shows him favor in that. In other words, Potiphar's house is blessed because guess what? He got a slave Joseph in his house. But guess what? Things just seem like that's going good because now Joseph's in charge of the whole house. He's walking around. He's saying, do this and do that. He's giving orders. He's just like being back at home with his dad right now. He just can't leave Egypt. But guess what? Potiphar's wife had a lust for him. And guess what she did? She began to lust after Joseph. And then what she do? She lied on him and said he tried to sleep with him. Then the man gets gone with the prison. He gets beaten. I'm talking to some said his feet was feathered. They beat him. And he was in prison. It seemed like, man, God, where you at, God? I'm tired, God. I'm not at home with my father. I'm in this place. I'm in prison. God, I didn't do nothing. It seemed like he could be doing all this. But let me tell you something. Because he trusted in God and he 
was testifying about God all along the way. There were two people who was in prison. One was the one was the butcher, and the other one was the cupbearer. Let me tell you something. And what happened was he told one guy he would live, the other guy would die. He told the cupbearer, when you get out of here, uh, tell them that I was taken from my family. I was stolen. I was brought here, I, this and that. And guess what? The cupbearer forgot about him. But about two years later, guess what happens? Out of nowhere, Joseph doesn't know this, but the God is going to get a Pharaoh dream because he's going to bring a famine on the earth. And so when his famine come, guess what? The only person who's ever to interpret the dream was Joseph because God was setting him up and God brought him out of all those bad situations and made him the governor of Egypt. He made him be the second most powerful person in Egypt. Let me tell you something. The promise is real. I'm tired. But the promise is real. You got to know that whatever God has purpose in your life, because Joseph had dreams showing all these things what was going to happen. But the promise is real. It came to pass. Let me tell you something. I'm not tired. I know the promise is real. I'm believing in God because what God has said. Let me tell you something, family. I got a little of this. I got a little of that on my mind. But guess what? The same thing that's on my mind is on God's heart and mind. I trust God because God lets me know that he loves me daily. In other words, it's not a day go by that I don't know that God loves me. Family, I want you to be pumped up with me because I'm just so excited. Family. I just want to talk to you about God. I want you to know that God loves you, that he cares about you, that you're not in this battle all alone, that you just out here hung down, strung down, beat down. You ain't got a place to go to. Let me tell you something. The Bible says God knows whatever you need of even before you ask. So what sometimes we got to do, we just got to pray, say, God, God, help me, God. You know what I need, God. I'm struggling right here. And sometimes you just be specific. God, I need you to help me. I need you to bless my family. I need you to help me do this, God. I need this. And if you can put your heart and mind and put your faith and confidence in God, you'll see God move across the earth in your life and do things for you. And you'll have a testimony to go back to tell the people just what God has done for you. This is all this about. Caleb is going to testify what God had told him and he's ready to go get it. He's not afraid to participate in it because he knows that God is, had promised him this a long time ago. If you can find it in your heart to trust God, family, you'll understand that God truly cares about you, even though it may seem like it takes forever. It might seem like, the, but understand this: God can do anything. He can do it in a snap. He can do it in the process of time because he's God. But in the midst of this, this man held on to his faith and his trust in God. He believed God. Family, I want to tell you, I thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Show sure, you know, I've been giving honor to all the places where people listen to the podcast. I'm not going to do anything different today. I'm going to do it the same way that I do it all the time. But let me tell you something, family. One day, guess what? We're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to have this time because we're going to be everywhere. The Bible says be fruitful and multiply. This podcast show is going to be fruitful and multiply. It's going to do what God calls it to do. It's going to be a blessing to the people. We're going to encourage the people. The people are going to be so excited that they're going to praise God and worship God. They're going to believe that God, who God is, just like I believe who God is. I want you to know, family, that we know that God is up to something great and God is working in your life. So, you know, I want to give thanks to the places where people listen to the podcast because it's important to let people know where, where they at. But I'm going to start with the country. I'm going to start with the country of Australia. Thank you, Australia. Thank you, country of Belgium. Thank you, the country of Canada, the country of the United States, Iran, Russia, Spain. I want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Now, I want to go into the United States. I want to go first to, uh, I'm going to start from the bottom, rise up to the top. Father, I thank you, the state of Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, California, Alabama, New York, 
Texas, Louisiana, South Carolina, and my home state, Illinois. I live in the city of Chicago. That's where I reside at, family. I want to let you know that God is up to something great. God is moving. I want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Thank y'all for being a part of the family. I want to let you know that God is up to something great. Let me tell you something. Me and my pastor friend, Moise, May the 22nd. We're going to hit the highways and the byways. We're going out to the city streets. We, we're going to feed some people. We're going to believe that. We're going to pray for some people that God is going to step in and change their lives. Let me tell you something. We got great plans set up. And let me tell you something. God is a visionary God. God has given us a vision. Let me tell you something. I told you in 2021, I'm going to plant a church in the city of Chicago. Let me tell you something, family. I'm going to plant a church that's going to be in love with God. Because I told you, I'm the master of the copper. Guess what I got? I got my toolbox. I got my duct tape. I got my staple gun. I even got a level. I'm talking about we're going to make sure things straight and line up with the word of God. I want to tell you. Don't you be afraid to know that God has you. I'm tired, but the promise is real. That's the title of the message, family. I want to let you know that God is always up to great things, and he's capable of doing anything. So if, you, if you're down today, let me tell you something. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Do you know what that means? That God loved me and you so much that he favored us over his son for a moment of time. Uh, I just want to let you know that God is doing wonderful things, that God loves you, and that God cares for you, I want you to know that you can trust in God. He's that awesome. He's that great. He's that wonderful. If you can find it in your heart to thank God like I do, just say, God, I thank you, God. You'll find out that God will move family. But you know, before we dive into the word of God, we just don't dive into the word of God any kind of way we pray. So let's pray, family. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for the day. I pray for your people, Father. I pray that you bless them, God. I pray that you turn every their circumstances around, Father. I pray for the persecuted church, Father, that those who persecute your church and persecute your people, Father, that you get your reward over them, that they become followers of you, Father. I pray for the people in the hospital. I pray for the people in prison, Father. I pray for the poor, the widows, the orphans, Father. I pray for all those who are in need of you today, Father, that you would touch them, whether it's a physical touch, whether it's a financial touch, whether it's a healing touch. Father, do it in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen, Father. I just want to tell you that I love you and God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And I want you to be encouraged because guess what? You may be tired, family. I'm not trying to say you're not tired. I know it's hard waiting on the Lord. I know that when it comes to trusting God, you know, it seems like it might seem that it might seem like it might take such a long time. And you don't understand the reasons why God is doing what he's doing. Understand this. God is up to something great in your, my life, your life and everybody's life. We just got to hold on. We got to understand this. The word of God said, if God is for us, who can be against us? So understand this. You have to first believe and you also have to activate your faith that God loves you and that he cares enough about you to be fighting for you, that he cares enough about you to rescue you from your circumstances. You got to know who God is. I know who God is. God is the creator of the universe. There's nothing that he can't do. I want to just encourage your family. And we're going to be looking in verse six. Let me tell you something in Joshua chapter 14. Let's go. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal and Caleb, the son of Jephihana, the Kenyanite said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Baron about you and me. Let me tell you something. He was also encouraging Joshua. He said, Joshua, you know what the man of God said about me and you, what the Lord said. He's talking about. He was encouraging Joshua. He wanted to remember Joshua. Hey, 40 something years ago, 
when we were back in the wilderness, God made the man of God. He told us what God was going to do for us at this time. I want you to know I remember. Sometimes you got to remember that promise. In other words, sometimes that promise might seem that it's not going to come to pass, you know, but that promise has come to pass right now. Understand this. This man has so much trust in God. He has so much belief in God. He truly trusted God. He trusted God for 45 years for the promise. And, you know, I'm just telling you, family, that this is what God is doing for you and me. Sometimes it seems like that God is just got us on us. Just got us out here. He got us out here on a limb, but that's not happening. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you another testimony. Well, I'm going to stop right and give you another testimony. David. David's a teenage boy. He wasn't invited to the barbecue, but guess what? He gets invited to the cookout, and he comes to the cookout, and he finds out that he's going to be king over Israel. And guess what? When he hears this word, guess what? They already got a king. So he just think if you're 16 years old and you hear someone say, you're going to be a king. There's already a king. You're not in this king family. How does it happen? It only happens by the power of God. Understand the promise come to pass because the promise seemed impossible for it to happen. In other words, that's how the promise come. The promise is something that does take God. It does mean that God has to do something in it for the promise to happen. So guess what? Now it seems it's good. Guess what? He goes out. He de defeats Goliath. Guess what? Now He's in the family. Uh, he gets married to one of us. So that seems like it's going to be an easy path to the to the to the road to being king. But guess what? Jealousy came, comes along. Saul knows that God has favored David over him. Now he wants to kill him. So now for the next 20 years, he's on a run. He's sleeping in holes and caves. He's hungry. But guess what? If you read the Psalms, you'll see that David testifies that all doing all that, that God was with him. God kept him safe. But God did make him a king. But guess what? But it came it came through time and process. Let me tell you something. Understand this. The promise is real. God can fulfill the promise. Sometimes the promise can be instantly. Let me tell you something. God can do it just like the snap of my finger. Did you hear that? He can do it just like the snap of my finger. He can take that whole thing and turn it around just like that. That's all I'm saying, family, because I believe in the power of God. There's power in the name. Let me tell you something. When I walk around with my Bible, that's a document to me. What I mean? Because the Bible said that's his last will and testament. In other words, so when I open up, I'm saying, Oh, this is what Jesus left me. When you look at the Bible, I want you to look at the Bible as something that God has left you to claim your promises from. Oh, okay. He said that, you know, when you when you go to a will reading, they say, hey, you're going to get this. You're going to get that. This person is going to get this. This is, what the, this is what the Bible is. This is last will and testament. So what you got to do, you got to hold it as a document. You got to go in that document and find that word and stand on that word because that's the document that God has given you that gave you the promise. If you can just trust me with this family, you're going there. It says that whatever you ask the Father in my name, it will be done for me. That's what he says. So when I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, would you please do what the word said? Because guess what? That's the will. That's right there. So when you see me with my Bible, you say, oh, daddy has his will with him. He got his will full of promises that God has given him to go out to live life back. So that's what I walk around with. I walk around with my will. And let's go back to scripture because I want you to see what I got to say about this man who waited on the Lord. And guess what? He's trusted God. Guess what? Every day for 45 years, he got up and said, God, you're going to do what you said. I believe you, God. I know it seemed like it ain't going to happen. But guess what? One day he woke up 45 years later and the promise showed up. I'm tired.
But the promise shows up. And when the promise shows up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this nugget on your family. And it's going to bless you because guess what? You're going to say, man, this guy had to wait all this time. God, why you got him waiting like that? Because God is perfecting the things inside of him. Understand is God is working on his heart. God is loving him. God is not trying to keep him from anything because God had promised him that he would have it. And guess what? God is a man of his word. I want you to see that God is a man of his word because it may have took 45 years, but God was a man of his word. You got to know this about God. God is a man of his word. And as we go on, check this out. He says this. Verse 7. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barren to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my conviction. This is what he said. He said, people, God can give us the land. <laughs> God can do it. I know he can do it. I believe him. All we got to do is just trust him. But let me tell you something. It was 12 spies sent out. Only two came back with a positive report. That was him and Joshua. But these other fools, guess what they did? They come along. They make get the people to murmur and complain. Because what they saw, they couldn't believe that God couldn't do it. Let me tell you something. Believe God that he can do it. Trust God and he will bring it to pass. Understand this. If you can have the ability to trust God, you'll see God move across the earth. He'll move in your life. Just, hey, without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he's a reward of them that did just seek him. This is what this man was doing. He trusted in God every day for 45 years. And so he, he brings this back to Joshua's mind, what happened. And so check this out. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me out for Kadesh Baron to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my conviction. But my fellow Israelite who went up with me, made the hearts of the people melt in fear. Let me tell you something. Fear would destroy. Did he say they made the people live in fear? Let me tell you something. Fear would make you lie. Fear would make you do all kind of things that you shouldn't do. Let me tell you something. Fear would destroy your would destroy you. But you got to know you can overcome fear. Let me tell you something. The Bible says God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a love and sound of mind. Guess what? You ain't got to lie if you trust in God. He said that the spirit that, 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 that we don't have to lie. In other words, we got love and sound mind. So today, guess what I'm doing? I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in love. So guess what? Daddy ain't got to lie no more. Daddy just can just stand on God's word. Because guess what? God is the author and finish of my life. Guess what? If I stand on God's word, guess what I got to do? That means I don't walk in fear. I don't have no fear. He says that God gives us a sound mind of love. He doesn't give us the spirit of fear. So I counsel Fear out on all the people listening to this podcast that you're not going to live in fear. You're not going to have to lie. You're not going to have to steal. You're to do nothing. You're going to trust in God because he gives you love and a sound mind. That means that you can face whatever you got to face in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that family because you need to know that. I want you to know that you can stand on God and God can will show up for you. Put your trust in God because he doesn't give you a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. Let's go ahead on family because I got to roll on with this i want you to see what happens to this boy this boy is something else because he's standing in faith he says like this but the fellow israel israelites who went with me made the heart of the people melt in fear i however followed the lord my god wholeheartedly he said man i fully trusted in god god said he can do it i know he can do it i didn't doubt god not one day i just want you to know this brother that if you can trust god you'll see god move in your life move over your circumstance do like joshua did joshua's testifying this is his testimony for me and you so that we can testify so guess what so we won't get beat i'm tired but the promise is real i want you you ain't got to say you're tired because the promise is real now check it out 
So this is what happened. He says, so on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. He said, boy, because you trusted in God, God is going to give you every place where you stamp your foot on for your whole family. Let me tell you something. This man been waiting for this day, 45 years old. And this is, I want to get to the testimony. I want to get to the nugget. And he said, now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel, while the Israel's moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today. Here we go, family. I'm 85 years old. I'm still strong today. As the day of Moses sent me out, I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Do you hear what he said? Family, we got to take a minute. We got to take a minute. Look at that. This boy says, guess what? I'm just as strong as I was when I was 40 years old. I'm 85. I'm able to go out and go conquer this. I'm ready to go to battle. Let me tell you something. If you got that kind of faith to trust in God and stand up for God and say, hey, I'm 85 years ago, 45 years ago, God made me this promise. I'm just as strong as I was back then. Guess what? This boy getting ready to go to battle. This boy bits to go charge this hill at 85. He has all the strength that he needed when he was 40 years old. So guess what God did? God kept him whole. He kept him well. He kept him in good health. God kept his heart pumping full of energy. The promise is real. Understand this family, the promise is real. Let me tell you something. This man is going to get this hill. He's going to get what he promised. And he got it. It may took a while, family. I want you to understand that whatever God promised you, he's able to do it. I don't care how long you feel that it's been taking a long time. You might be crying. You might be upset. But God is able to do it, family. I want to let you know. I'm just to close out in prayer. I want to thank you. <laughs> excuse me for listening to the show but I want to tell you that God loves you and God is doing wonderful things for you and me let's close out in prayer oh precious father in the name of your son Jesus Christ I just thank you for the day father I'm tired but the promise is real father bless your people in Jesus name amen family I want to tell you I love you whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind and God can do wonderful and great things for you understand this we walk by faith not by sight in Jesus' name, amen, family. I love you. I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Talk to you later.